Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network, where we currently have 29 live broadcasts each week. We're so happy to have you on this journey with us. We have a global audience across eight different time zones. Our show today is the Mallorca Connection, and let's bring out the star of our show. His name is Mr. Roland Friedel. Welcome. Hello, Dr. Checklin. Great to see you again. Nice to see you as well, Roland. Uh, today's show is going to be all about you. And so I want our audience to know that you have been living on the beautiful island of Mallorca in a huge property with animals and uh, yoga retreat and great weather. And you just decided one day, you know what? I am done with this. I am renting a storage space putting my car, all my stuff in there, and I'm getting in my RV and I'm just driving. How did this all occur? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> well, the point is, uh, first of all, I really, really enjoyed the last 14 years um, on the island of Mallorca. I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, the yoga retreats was just a part-time business. My main business is, is something else. I do coaching consulting with my international clients. So besides that, when my free time, <laughs> you know, I always love to work because I... Um, I was organizing yoga retreats and I was hosting yoga groups and I really loved it. I really loved it. Uh, I really enjoyed it, cook for them. And it was a really good time. But to be honest, um, the last two years I was, uh, you know, with all this pandemic uh, being uh, kind of, kind of leave the island, kind of get out of the house, you know, you start rethinking a little bit about your life. You know, after this shock phase, you come into this reflecting phase and I was reflecting my life and I said, well, I love it here. Yes, I like it. But, but, huge but, um, I, I strongly believe that things like a house or cars, whatever, should be for you, should be there for you and not the other way around. And I had the feeling that it's more, that it's more, I am there for the, for the, for the material stuff. So you always have to look at it, you know, renovate it, do this, do this, take care about this, take care about that. And I said, stop stop the next year to do something differently so i decided um actually two years ago I, I already wanted to move in my motorhome but my girlfriend she said no she loves the house so i did her favor and and and, and i prolonged two more years and then when she came to me um uh, beginning this year said roland i have a job where i have to fly a lot i won't be that much and i said okay cool baby I am out. So it was a quick decision. I always do very quick decisions. So as you said, rented a storage, brought all the stuff in, <laughs> um, got into my motorhome and, and started the journey. And here I am on the road. And to be honest, I love it every day because for me, besides many other values, uh, freedom and independence is so, so important for me. I came to this earth as a free spirit. 
and I want to live as a free spirit. Doesn't mean that I don't work. I work actually every day. Uh, I'm broadcasting um, in the TV shows. I also do a lot of trainings, coaching and consulting for my client. Hopefully they will pay me one day. And <laughs> a little joke. And yeah, writing a book. And besides that, I do sightseeing. Today I did sightseeing in the morning, working in the afternoon and the evening. Yesterday I did it the other way around, working in the morning, um, sightseeing in the afternoon. So I really love it. And to be honest, I'm now since April on the road, I guess more than five months. And every day I enjoy it more. Actually, I planned it for a year, more or less, but I think it's going, it, it will last long until I settle down again. Thanks so much for sharing that story, Roland. You know, what really came through for me is that you're following your passion and you have determination and drive and structure. You don't need someone calling you. Hey, Roland, did you work today? Hey, Roland, how many pages do you do in your book? Hey, Roland, no, you know what to do and you're doing it. And I think that that's one of the areas that really is crucially important when someone decides to go out on their own, whether they're leaving their corporate or whatever their work to, to do something on their own, they have to have that drive and that discipline. What are your thoughts about that? I started smiling because uh, many years ago, you know, I started my, I had a, a very, to be honest, a very short corporate career, a very fast one, a very successful one. It went up like crazy, like a rocket. Uh, but but I, I left it very, very, in my very early years because uh, the money was good. The job was good. No doubt. I really made a hell of money. Uh, I made a lot of contacts. I, I was a person, you know, in, in my home country. Everybody knew me. But I, I didn't have time for myself and for my family. So I decided, no, I have to change something. Much different. No, I was smiling because I, I'm, I'm, after a few years later, I met a very good friend from school. And he said, Roland, yeah, you enjoy your life. And I said, you know what? My life is difficult. <laughs> Yours is easy. You have a, you're teaching the school. You get up every day at 6.30 in the morning. You know that you have to go to school from, fr from Monday to Friday. You know when you have your weekends. You know when you're free. I have to motivate myself every day. I have to make decisions every day. I'm, I, actually, I love it. But I want to say is for many, many people, it's very difficult to be self-motivated, to be self-driven, to, to, to have a purpose. So that's more because most people work for, for the corporate world because the boss is telling you what to do, when to do, where to do. And so it's easy. It's, it's stressful for some, but it's easy. But when you're self-employed like myself or many, many others, you have to be really, very self-motivated, determined. You have to have a, a vision, a mission, and a purpose. And uh, that's not for everyone. And that's not forever, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I don't. I don't miss one day in corporate world, and I absolutely never, never, ever regretted that I'm not in the corporate world anymore. Yeah, and I can see that passion coming through, and and I can relate to it. It's funny, Roland. Today, a couple hours ago, I got something in the mail from the Social Security Administration here in the United States, and I thought, why would they be sending me something? Because normally it's sixty-two and older, and I'm fifty-nine. I'll be fifty-nine and a half next week. <laughs> So I opened it up and it was to tell me about my benefits starting at age 62 if I decide to take the, the payments then. Anyway, long story short, I looked at, they have all your income from when I was in high school. They've got your income every single year. And of course, through the years I was working in corporate, six figures, six, every year, year after year after year after year until 2020 when I retired. And then it was like, what? And the point being that in 2020, I didn't work any less hard than 
I've worked in the past, but I'm on my own. So when you're on your own, you have to build up the business and it takes time. And if you don't have that grit and that determination, people go running back to corporate and go, oh no, I can't do this. But they miss that huge opportunity and you've taken it to another level. You've taken it to the level where not only are you successful as an entrepreneur across multiple businesses, but you're living in your RV going wherever you want to go with your animals. You're traveling with your beloved animals. And you'll say after this show, you could go wherever you want that your vehicle can take you. That's got to be so liberating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, you know, I enjoy it, but, but, you know, um, as I said in the previous show, you always bring yourself on the road. So you, know, you bring yourself your problems. And I have my I have my highs, but I also have my downs. Uh, actually, today, you know, uh, as, as, an, as, as an entrepreneur, you know, you, you don't have a fixed salary. You you depend on, on the market and, and how, how you're good you are in selling your products and services and, and delivering, of course, the promise. And I, I always had a good business. But uh, sometimes I'm also facing hard times like like now, to be honest, because it's not I don't have work, but I don't know, the, the, the clients pay later and later and later, especially huge corporation, the brokers and their payments. So it's sometimes it's tough for me too, uh, to be honest. But yes, I absolutely love it. I love it to be on the road. I, I love to be independent, uh, to do my own stuff. But it's not always easy. It's not always easy. Uh, of course, it's not. But I think it's better to. I, I strongly believe it's better to run your own business because you don't depend on someone else. And I I cannot fire myself. <laughs> I cannot fire myself. <laughs> Nobody can fire me. So if, if one business is not working well, I start. I do something different. If one client is not working well, uh, I'm looking for another client. So. It's, I love it. I love to have a self-determined life, but the point is you always have to kick yourself in the ass. I, I, I remember a short story when, when I started my, my first business, you know, uh, first of all, after, you know, the corporate world, I really well had long working hours, 16, 18 hours every day. I was really working. I got a hell of money paid, but I really had to work hard. So uh, when, I, when I started my business, you know what, on the first day, I really slept long. I really enjoyed sleeping long, having a, an amazing breakfast, like a brunch, reading the newspaper at the time there was no well, not digital, reading a newspaper and starting slowly the day. And uh, I don't know, and then I looked at my, uh, on the clock, I said, oh, it's already 11. Maybe, yeah, it doesn't make sense to start. Maybe I prepare for lunch, you know? And I, I remember the first day was gone so quickly. And after the first day I said, no, no, this is not, this is not my business life. I have to have discipline, get up in the morning, come back to my, my, my daily routine, like starting early in the morning and have a fixed plan. And especially for those of you who work from home, you have to be very, very disciplined because otherwise you're going dishwashing or, I don't know, doing laundry or go shopping or whatever. You have to be very, very, very disciplined. Same in the motorhome, same in the motorhome, in my RV. You have to be disciplined. So what I have is I have uh, every week I make a clear plan about my, my working hours. So I really uh, sit down um, on, 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 my, on, my, on my MacBook and, and really work these hours I decided to do. So you have to be disciplined. And but the rest of the time I'm free. I'm, I travel around. I see a lot of stuff. I meet a lot of interesting people on the road and yeah, 
just amazing. Thank you so much, Roland. I'm imagining you going to different places. And of course, you're posting on social media, which is nice to see where you are and, and what you're seeing. You mentioned something that was also brought up in an earlier show today with another guest about being an entrepreneur. And the truth is that we typically don't know where the money's coming from. She's supposed to pay me. He's supposed to pay me. They're supposed to pay you. Supposed to. But we never actually know if they're going to be paying us. But we do know that we've got certain overhead that has to be paid for. So the point is that we could get ourselves so worked up that we actually cause ourselves to take a step back. So I feel like sometimes I literally have to leave the house and go for a walk, or I've got to go do a plank or something so I can get out of my head so I don't start going down this path of worry. Because as an entrepreneur, there we could let ourselves get completely freaked out, right? In a complete panic mode because this, this, and this isn't happening. But I truly believe there's so much money in the world right? There's an abundance of money. We just need it to come to us when we need it to come to us, but maybe that's not when it's supposed to come to us. But eventually it does come. It might be a little later than we liked. <laughs> we might've caused ourselves an incredible amount of stress and it might have, have impacted other things, but it will come. And I feel like we have to do the work in the interim because there's some message. There's some meaning that we're supposed to take in. And I don't know that I like it all the time, but there it is. Absolutely. And, and to be honest, you can make much more money uh, as, as an entrepreneur because you decide what you're doing, how you're doing it. You can make more. If you want to earn more, you just do more, build up more businesses. That's one point. But besides the money, what I really appreciate is I decide with whom I work. You know, in the corporate world, you have a boss maybe you don't like, you have colleagues you maybe you don't like. And I, I, I remember uh, when I was in the corporate world, I, I get... Job was good. Payment was incredible. Yes, but many, many times I had to follow. Yeah, I had to follow rules and strategies and and, and plans that I was absolutely not aligned. I, I knew from the beginning this is not working. It's not working at all. But decision is made from from on, on another level. I had to follow it. So I really was very, very how to say very impatient with long meetings you know people people bringing all this ego to the table and i said hey guys let's bring it to the point this is this is the issue let's face it there's a solution let's go on with this endless discussions so i really really don't miss these meetings i don't miss these colleagues who are just talking and talking talking but i'm not a talker i'm a doer i always have been a doer not a talker i always i also see well i'm I have a, a very broad, uh, a very broad, how to say, a very broad level of interest and experience. But I, I don't see myself as a sophisticated person. I see myself more as a doer. Yeah, I see something and I do it. Uh, nobody has to tell me uh, what to do. I, I remember sometimes, you know, when, when I was a corporate world, I had employees. You have to explain, do this and do that. They didn't see it, what to do. Yeah, and and. I'm, I'm, nobody has to tell me what to do. I know exactly what to do. I see the work and I see the opportunities. And um, yeah, I go for it. And sometimes sometimes it's a success, sometimes it's a failure. But I, I don't see it as a failure. It's just experience. I learn something and next time I, I make it better. Yeah, When you fall down, stand up and, and do it better. That's all about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Something I want to get your input on when I was in corporate again, up till 2020, I never ever thought I had any creative skills whatsoever. I just thought I was like, put on the suit, grab the briefcase, do this, do that. And since I went out on my own, I'm highly creative. I'm not saying that to brag. I just, I can't believe how much, how many things I actually come up with and create. And I wonder where that was when I was in the corporate career. Was it, did I push it down or was it just because of the numbers? What are the sales? What are your sales? How many accounts? How many calls do you have? I don't know. What do you think? I, I strongly believe that everyone has so many hidden talents. And some some of the talents we really had the, the time and the, um, the opportunity um, to play around with them when when we have been kids, and then you know we get us we go to school, and then they say sit down, listen, don't sing, don't dance, sit down. Then you go to university, then you get a job, then you marry, you you start your family, start your business, and then you you are in this treadmill, yeah. And the only thing you're doing is 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 make this treadmill more golden, more luxury, and it's even heavier in, in this treadmill. And in this treadmill, you have so many excuses why why you don't follow your dreams and 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 really use your talents. And but now you know it's it's a good time for people. As I said, the pandemic is a good time to reflect and see what 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 was my dream. Was it really when I was five, six years, seven years old? Was it really my dream to become an accountant? Or to become this or this, maybe I want to be, be a princess or a prince or I don't know, a cowboy or an astronaut, whatever. I, I strongly believe we, had, we, we we should follow our dreams, and this was the same to me, you know. I, I as a kid, it was always my dream to live on the seaside. I always loved to see, and Austria has no sea access for my home country, and it was always C C C. I was painting, sailing boats, and reading books about people sailing, exploring the world, and then you know, same stuff school finished university job family and it's out of your head yeah and you follow your you follow a daily routine because you have to make money you know to provide food and a house and um, of course on a better level for your family and you forget this but one day really i woke up and said no that's not everything i want to change this and i guess this is many happens to many many people but so many are afraid to change so many people are really triggered and afraid Left inside is by change. They, f they fear the new one more than the old. Sorry for the world shit. Yeah, and I don't understand it. Why they stay? I don't. I've, I I know so many people who feel uncomfortable in their role. Absolutely uncomfortable, but they don't change. They have, they are so fearless. Uh, what, what do you what do you ever lose? I mean, life is so amazing. Follow your passion and, and be happy. Be happy. Not only successful in money. Money, yes, is important, but be happy. And the point is, when you are happy and when you have a purpose, you make money. You make money because the money comes to you. Absolutely. Because you do it with, with joyful. You serve your clients with joy and you do your best. The money comes automatically. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. It's never, and actually, it's never, ever too late. It's never too late. I mean, I just read an article somewhere about, um, I think the gentleman, I was on LinkedIn, a gentleman was in construction and now just became a doctor, I think in his 50s. So the point is that you you take an accounting of your life and say, okay, how many years am I going to be on this planet? And is it just about the paycheck? And if you think about the trends, Roland, and you, you alluded to them, you know, you get married, 
then you have the first kid, then you need a second kid for the first kid, then you need a dog, then you need a dog to go with the dog. And just like, wait a minute, I don't even exist anymore. I'm just, I'm just a money machine. That's, you know, that's what it can feel like. So I think that when we look at what are the other ways we can be rich? You know, someone said to me, you know, you might not have a lot of money, but you're rich in many ways. And I never really knew what that meant, but I do now. Now I know exactly what that means. And it's a good feeling. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be financially independent means that all of being financial free means that at the end of the month, all bills are settled. And depending on the lifestyle you want or you want to have, you need more or less income. And when you are happier with less, then you have less to work. If you say, okay, I don't need a, a new, sorry for a commercial, but this iPhone, every every new model, I, 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 go, I go with the same since, I don't know, four years. Yeah, why not? It's still working. Man, I, I don't believe that when I buy the new one that more clients will call me. No. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't believe that. So I, I use this uh, this this technology or this this tool as long as it's working. When it's broken, okay, I'll go for a new one. Uh, the point is you can save so much money or if you don't waste it for things that you really don't need. And actually, you know, even some years ago on the island, we living on this beautiful place, this beautiful house. And one day, because I always was spending, I was always spending, always spending for my kids, for myself, for my wife, I was spending, spending, spending. I, I never worried about spending because the money was coming in. I was working on hell, money coming in. And one day I said to my wife, uh, stop. And actually it was by buying a kitchen machine, a blender or an iPad. Totally two, total two different things. And and she said, uh, why don't we buy both? We can afford it. I said, yes, we can afford it. But do we really need it? Is it a nice to have? So I, from this day on, I started to think about, is it a nice to have or do I really need it? What do I want? But some people don't distinguish between what do I want and what do I need? And from this on, I started uh, to spend less because uh, I found out that I bought so much things hardly used or never ever used a port never ever used it wasn't ever and and you know the less you spend the less income you need and then you can have a happy life too i mean i i spend it i don't know how many thousand years every month now i spend less and i'm more happy and have to work less because I, I spend less. So think about this do you really need all this stuff does it really make you happy or you just want to I don't know, pose for your neighbors or your family. Think about that. And especially when you, when you build up a business, uh, I don't know how it's in the years, but here in Europe, many people make the mistake starting a business to buy or, you know, a tremendous luxury company car and stuff like that. Do we really need this in the beginning? No, not at all. Not at all. Start start small. Start in a garage or at your home and go out, build up your business. Yeah? Uh, serve your clients, serve your clients. Most people start spending uh, before earning, and that's not good. Yeah, and, and also I love what you mentioned about serving your clients and giving that value. That's critically important. And, you know, I think about what you said about the big house that you had and, and all, you know, people were in awe of you, I'm sure, for the lifestyle that you had. And I think back to myself, and I, I loved shoes and bags. I mean, ridiculous, $5,000 handbag. I mean, things that are, you know, you say to yourself, gotta be insane, but no, I had to have it, I had to have it. And as a result of the pandemic, 
I don't go anywhere. I don't use any handbags. I use my little iPhone case that has my card in it, my driver's license. I don't even have shoes on half the time. The only thing I love are my sneakers. So I look at myself and I say, okay, it took to you were 57 for you to wake up and realize now my thrill is, you know, for Christmas, I want to buy one of those not not a paid spokesperson one of those apple monitors like the giant monitor like i'm psyched about that i'm working for that because to me that'll help my business but i loved your comment about the iphone because it doesn't matter you're not going to get more clients calling you because you have a newer phone i love that yeah that's true you know maybe many people have so many gadgets around and i always say to starters hey focus on the business yeah what brings income and it's not about gadgets, you know. Gadgets cost money, and you lose a lot of time to get to get used to the gadgets. So just, just start, I, you know, a white paper, a pen, and a phone, and call your clients. Call your clients. Make notes. And right now, you know, I'm also using a, a very expensive CRM program. Yes, of course, I do it, but not in the beginning. I guess I, I purchased this one and a half year ago. So I didn't have it for 30 years, a <laughs> CM program, and my business was growing. No, it's it's all about you know uh, finding finding uh, you know you, you, where are you unique, what do you really want to do, and my, my what I always think about myself is would I do this or would I sell this or whatever if I won't get paid, if I if I won't do it, no, leave it, leave it. I remember a year and a half ago, somebody came to me and offered me a business opportunity or a job and together with a friend and a hell of money. And we had a discussion about it. We met two times. And then I said to my friend, you know what? Would you do it if they didn't, if they wouldn't pay us so much money? And I said, why are you asking? I said, well, because I was thinking about it. And I said, if I wouldn't get paid for it, I wouldn't do it. And that's, just, that's why I decided I won't go with them. No, I only want to do what I love to do, where, my, where, is my, where I find my purpose. And when I find my purpose, I love it because it's it for me, it must be the third thing in the morning when I wake up and, okay, I'm on a purpose. I'm happy for that. And when I go to bed, yes, I did a good job. I served my client. I did my best. If this is not here, I'm not happy. I don't want to do it for money. No, never, ever. That's what I found out. And and and, and the point is, uh, when, when I decided this years ago, I made much more money, much more money, because I was not chasing money. There are so many, so many people are chasing money. For, and the faster you run, the faster the money runs away. It's all about find your purpose, find really your purpose, find your market, your targeted group, be as sharp as possible, and start a business. And I always say to, to starters, you only can make two mistakes in a business. You never start, start, and you stopped too early. You gave up too early. Go for it. Go for it. Nothing to lose. Great points, Roland. I, I want to dig into that one a little bit. And I've mentioned this on other shows. I, I watch the Shark Tank all the time. I don't know. What do you have there? Dragon's Den? Sorry? Do you have Shark Tank or Dragon's Den there? I, I don't understand the, the English term for... for... Uh, it's a television show, Shark Tank, where people I don't, come... no, I, I, I don't watch TV. The only... Uh, I, I don't have a TV set. I do TV together with you because I love it. I love the USA Global TV family, but I don't own a TV set at all. <laughs> I love it. It's great. And I don't watch TV either, except I'll sit with my mother and I watch Shark Tank usually. Okay. And then we watch Dancing with the Stars. But um, the point is that the, the investors they have on there will say to the 
the business owners who want to, them to invest in the business, you don't actually have a business. You have a hobby. If I were you, I'd stop right now. And I always think to myself, wait a minute, these people mortgage their home. They did this, they did that. They have revenue coming in, but they want to grow the business and they need more money. So my question to you is, how does someone know, okay, you like to paint on a canvas. So now you're going to become a professional painter. When is it just a hobby? And is it possible that it'll never be a business? What are your thoughts? About that, do you mean transfer your hobby into a business? Yeah, exactly. Oh, good question. Well, actually, one of my sons came to me, my middle son. He's a teacher. And I, I asked him, are you happy? And I said, yeah, it's just a job. And I asked him, Simon, when you think about your, your on an average week, how what is what what what's your interest? What are you spending most time? What are you reading about? What are you searching about? And I know that he is um oh my English, my English. He's not snorkeling when he goes under the water, deep water, how you call it? Snorkeling. Snorkeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah snorkeling or diving, diving. He's a diver, he loves diving. I said, think about that, think about that, because that's your passion. Why don't you make out a business out of it by becoming a diving instructor or opening a diving school or whatever? I strongly believe that uh, you should go for your passion, but but before you start, <laughs> find out if uh, do market research. Do market research. Is there still a market? How much money can you make? How large how large is your target group in the area you want to start? I mean, starting with a passion like a hobby is cool, yes, but be realistic. Be, be realistic. Do the research. I mean, it doesn't matter what business you're starting. Do your research. Do market research. Is 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 are you the only person who is <laughs> who is interested in the product and the service? It's just you and your friends, or is there a market? Is there a lot of competition? How much money can you make? How much hours do you have to invest? How much money do you have to invest to start a business? Do your research in the beginning. If you find if you can do a business out of your hobby, fine. But there are certain rules. There are certain rules, as I said. Market research so so important. So, so important. Absolutely. I agree. I did a whole Talking Heads episode on that. So you said exactly. I probably got it from you, actually. Who knows? But Roland, I want to ask you, life on the road, obviously, there's a lot of pluses. What are some of the things that you can share with our audience, some things that have come up for you, maybe that you didn't anticipate living in your motorhome? You mean the positive things of living in a motorhome? No, no, no. So in other words, things have come up for you that were not necessarily positive. Like I'm thinking about your solar panels, like you had to replace all your solar panels, uh, right? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, there are always challenges. Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, I, I, I actually, I, I ordered this RV a little bit more than, than five years ago and I used it for vacations. And it's 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 a difference if you use it for a vacation a few weeks or, or you just want to live and work full time the whole year, summer and winter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there were some challenges. You know, I have to find out what the real needs. So I, I, I um, first thing was I want to be self sufficient. So I invested a hell of money, really a hell of money, on solar panels, batteries, new electricity. Uh, that's came up to me. There was much more spending, I, actually almost a double than I've, I thought it would be, but I did it. Uh, was a little bit challenging, but because uh, one of my clients did pay me too late, so but but I could handle that. Um, well, 
what, what negative things? Yes, sometimes it's uh, like here, you know, I, I love sightseeing here in the city. Right now I'm in Burgos in, in Spain. I was here 11 years ago when I was in the uh, Camino de Santiago when I did my pilgrim. So that's the reason I came here and then in the morning I did some sightseeing. But to be honest, after the show, I'm I'm getting out of the, uh, of this of the city. So I don't like cities that much, to be honest. Uh, I love more the countryside, nature. Um, negative things. Yeah, sometimes. Well, actually, I never had a problem to find a parking spot to stay overnight. But sometimes it was just noisy because there was traffic around, and I didn't something you find in in, in the nature. Uh, that's the only thing. How about wireless? You don't always have wireless service, right? Yes, uh, but I, I, I handle it. So when I know that I have or I'll deliver an online uh, workshop, I have an online coaching, or I'm 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 on USA Global to be, I what I learned is to be to be safe, to be on the safe side is go to go to a city because there the network is always working, and 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 before and after I go back to the countryside. So I, I had this problem uh, to, uh, ten days ago when I spent almost three weeks on Atlantic course in, in in South France. There was absolutely no network uh, with the with the official uh, um, uh, provider, so I had to use my 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 cell phone, which would cost me a lot of money with the roaming for my cell phone. So I, I learned that. So I'm when I know that I have to deliver something, when I know I have to be online meaning that I need a really good network, yeah. Uh, then I, I, I target larger cities and this is working. And then after that, I'm, I'm, I'm off again. So network is an issue. Yes, it is, especially when you are under nowhere. Absolutely. Well, actually, you know, last night, I, I, I actually yesterday I was in a beautiful city for the first time during the day it was lovely. And then I was said, OK, out, out, out. I found a beautiful uh, place. I posted it on Facebook and the, uh, this monastery, beautiful, beautiful place up in the mountains a little bit. Beautiful, but very, very poor network. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I was not, I, you know, I was I didn't use social media. I was lying in bed and reading a book and having a cup of tea. Was nice too. So network, yes, is sometimes an issue, but it's it's everything, you know. When your wire is strong enough, you find a how and a what. So I always find a solution for that. But I learned, I learned about it. Fabulous, thank you. And I know you took me up on a fitness challenge that I put out there about doing fifteen-minute planks. Uh, it's in groups of three or five or however many minutes. How do you get your workouts in? What does that look like? Well, I, I do it uh, early in, in, in the mornings. For me, it's the best time in the mornings because when it's done, it's done. It, that's the same uh, routine as I follow at home. I was I was always an early bird. So normally between five and half past five. So I had times where I, I stood up at three in the morning already. Uh, uh, but not for workout. I was then I was sitting in the sofa having a tea and reading and stuff like that. No, I, I love the early, the, the early, the early hours uh, because nobody's calling you, nobody's disturbing you. I love the air is different. Uh, I love it. I love this uh, seeing the sunrise. And as I said, what done is done. You know, sometimes after the when you work, uh, it doesn't matter if you're in the corporate world or like myself in RV. I also work. You know, I'm, I'm broadcasting, I'm delivering coaching and training, so I'm exhausted. And to be honest, after afterwards, I just want to go to bed and have a cup of tea and and read and and don't want to work out. So I do it in the morning. What's done, it's done. I do it in the morning. So I let the dog out, um, feed the. Actually, my daily routine is getting up early, feeding the cat at the first. So the cat is strolling around in the night, normally, not in cities, but in nature. So he's strolling around, or he strolling as so he, Felix. He now disappears. In the morning, he comes back. He wants his breakfast at first of door. So I, I dress up myself, cat breakfast, 
uh, dog out for a walk, for a fast walk. Then we come back when a dog uh, is drinking water and recovers. I do my workout. Um, then I, I wash myself. And then I'm starting the day, depending if is something, depending on the plan I made the week before, because I schedule every week. So I know exactly when I broadcast these, it's always the same time uh, on the channel here on Tuesday and Wednesdays. But uh, the, the workshops I deliver, the coach I deliver, so I, I know it's in the morning or in the afternoon. I plan, I plan my time around that. I plan around my trip. So I do sightseeing in the morning or in the afternoon, whatever. And But workout in the morning. What is done is done. Yes. And do you work out right there in your motorhome or do you go out on the grounds nearby? No, outside. I have a, a fitness map. Fitness map. Mat. Or how do you call it? Mat. A mat. Mat, 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 yeah, a fitness mat. I do it outside. I, I brought uh, some kettlebells. I brought some um, my TRX. I love my TRX. Uh, some rubber bands. Then uh, I don't know how to call it. Anyway. I'm jumping. It's very good. Jumping. Jump rope. Yeah, jump rope. I love that. I love that. I love the jump I do rope. too. Really I love good. the jump rope. And on the on the mat, yeah, I'm, I'm I, I do my planking. To be honest, I'm not so good as you. Are, but you're just amazing, Doctor Jack. You're just amazing. <laughs> but as I said, I have I have some. It's not an excuse, but I had some surgery in my my hernia, so I have to take care about that. But I, I love blanket, blanking because you you really train a lot of muscles, and you don't need a gym. To be honest, I I always had an argue with my 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 girlfriend when we've been Mallorca because she was very very disciplined. She almost worked every day out at home in the, in the finger, a lot of space, and I never did it with her. I never did it. I always went to the gym. They opened at six in the morning, so I left home at five thirty on my motorbike and went to the gym. I always needed a gym. And I was thinking about uh, because I have, I, have a, I have a member who they have gyms all over Europe, and I think continued it, but I cancelled it. To be honest, I gave up my membership because I thought, no, you can do your workout without a gym, and I enjoy it, especially when um, because with the motor, it's difficult to park in a city in front of motorhome. Um, and so, yeah, th this was a shift for me, a transition for me, finding fun and discipline in <laughs> in working out by myself. Yeah, that's that's a really change for me. That's great. I love it. And Roland, do you have a motorbike or an e-bike or bicycle that you take outside of your motorhome if you wanted to go somewhere, if you can't park the RV? No, no. I, I had two e-bikes, the really cool e-bikes. But as I moved into my motorhome full-time, my garage, I have a huge garage in the back. It's just full of stuff. <laughs> so I left my, my e-bikes at the deal. And to be honest, I miss them. I absolutely miss them. I was thinking about having a trail, a small trailer with a motorbike or, or a quad or something like that. And I don't know. I guess six months ago, before before I moved full time and motor, I saw a YouTube video about an, an elder, actually, I guess in the eighties, an elder German couple living in a motorhome, and and the guy said he was eighty four or something, really funny guy, but still fit. And I said he doesn't understand these youngsters in the camper vans. They, they bring e bikes, they bring uh, scooters, they bring motorbikes. Are they too old to walk? <laughs> 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 and I said, "Yeah, that's 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 interesting." And and uh, you know, I'm very I'm very excited about uh, respecting Mother Earth, saving the planet. I said, "Okay, I move my motor. Yes, only when I need to move, but whatever I can walk." And sometimes I had, especially when I was on Atlantic coast, it was four five kilometers, so three three miles. I had to walk to go to the next supermarket with my backpack. Yeah. To be honest, in the beginning, it was a little, mm, oh, shit. 
but after all, I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was hard. I was sweating. Yes, but I said, hey, it's a work. It's a workout at the same time. Hey, man, you go. Your safety environment. Yeah, you walk. Take your dog with you. You go to the supermarket or the butchers or wherever you go, buy the stuff, and you have a workout at the same time. Why complaining? People <laughs> so, are driving their cars to the gym. This is ridiculous. I, I yeah. hear you. I totally relate to it. My car is on the driveway. I move it maybe once every three weeks to go to the, the big grocery store. But it's funny. Yesterday, I went out for a walk. It's just over six miles. And I was going to cook dinner. And on the way on the walk, I was going to pick up salmon. I Like three places I was going to stop to pick up things. But mm. I live on an island. And now all of them are closed for the season. So I was like, oh, no, now what are we going to do? So we ordered a pizza. Not okay. the best. But, but to be honest, I, I missed the e-bike, to be honest, because I, I, I missed it. But I thought, you know, before I had a rich, a rich bike, this, this, this breed who's really fast, or you could, you could mountain bike in the inch bike. And this breed I have now, I love it so much, but this breed is not, it's not a run on a walker. It's more a protector, yeah? Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, leave it. But I, I miss my, my e-bike, to be honest, just to, especially in the city, to, to, to be faster because... Actually, yesterday it took me almost an hour to come to the center in one way, and today it took me 45 minutes to come to the center. Yeah, it is a little bit annoying, but it's okay. And, and secret, I was really thinking about going on this big platform to to order a scooter, <laughs> and then I said, "Do you really want to buy such such a such a pussy tool?" I said, "No, no, not a scooter for me, and no, 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 not a scooter for me, never ever." <laughs> Never. So is your motorhome running on uh is it electric i know you have solar for for your uh things inside of your home does it yeah. run on gasoline and on electric how does that work no only on gasoline i would never to be honest i would never buy an electric car i was driving an auto scooter when i was seven years old never again what no happened? no no uh well, you know, here in Europe, we have an energy crisis and all the governments are safe energy, safe electricity, and then you should buy an electricity car. I don't know. doesn't fit together. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 never, ever. I would never, ever buy an electric car. Never, ever. Never, ever. Never. How's the gas, the gasoline situation over there? Well, you know, there's more panic in the media than, than in reality. I mean, here in Spain, the, 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 the prices are, I guess, third. 25 30 percentage lower than in austria germany uh it's it's when it's expensive yeah it's expensive than it was but it's 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 better than in other countries here um yeah sometimes uh you in the media say you you run out of gasoline you run out of at blue because we have to put at blue into because i, I drive a diesel I, I don't see it i don't see it friends told me hey did you see this this is that well first of all i don't have a tv set secondly i don't read news i stopped reading newspapers so no i don't see any shortage at all no. i love it <laughs> i love it and i love the fact that you're starting another new show here on usa global tv and radio tell us about that yes i'm very excited tomorrow tomorrow is today tomorrow is today tomorrow wednesday the 21st of september we start at 1 p.m eastern time 7 p.m Southern time we start the first episode of the earth show uh i'm very happy uh, about that to do it together with my dear polish friend marcin karsievsky so the idea was um as i'm i'm i'm, I'm yeah I'm very dedicated uh, to, to, to Panchamama or to Bodhimama or to, to Mother Earth because it nourishes us, it gives us so much and, and we have to protect her. 
uh, and res or we would say not protective, we have to respect her. But I strongly believe Mother Earth doesn't need us. We need her much more than we think. And when, you, when we humans are gone, the Earth will recover. So here with this slide, thanks for that. Yeah, so the Earth Show is um, an, a kind of environmental show, but it's not a show about finger pointing, about bad industry or bad pollutions. No, it's more about uh, learning uh, what you can do on your daily life uh, to respect Mother Earth with small things. It's all about, it always starts with ourselves. And that's what my sin and I will do. We, we talk about, and also we will invite interview guests, what we can do or how we can respect Mother Earth by selecting the food we do, by selecting the stuff we buy, and so on and so on. So it's more about what is your, your daily contribution to respect Mother Earth in different areas, on a mental one, on a physical one, whatever you can do. It's not about, uh, yeah, showing bad news or very bad data or whatever. Yeah. We all know that it's not good outside. And, and the reason or my why is why I'm starting this is, uh, as I mentioned in, in many other shows, is I always love to travel the world, explore the world and nature, talk to people. And I was in so many beautiful countries with an amazing nature on one side and so much rubbish on the other side, especially in Asia. When I was traveling in Asia, in Indonesia, in, in, in Thailand, all the other countries, beautiful places. And then when you go snorkeling or, or, or diving in the sea, you see sometimes more plastic than, than fishes around it. And and most people don't know when 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 they especially use plastic. I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of banning plastic, but use it carefully and, and really recycle it. But people throw it away and I bring it um, post it. And the, most of the companies, especially in Europe, and I, I know it from US and Canada, they export all the rubbish to Asia to cor corrupt uh, governments and corrupt uh, companies, and they don't recycle it or burn it. They just throw it into the sea because it's much cheaper. And when you go there as a tourist, and I saw this in many, many places, or I've been in several times in Africa, uh, when you see on the west coast of Africa where all the electric uh, garbage goes there, the batteries and all this stuff, the computer stuff, and they throw it all in the sea. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And that's the reason why I engage myself uh, for Mother Earth, becoming a role model. And as I said before, of course, yes, I try for RV. Yes, it, it needs a lot of gasoline to move. Yes, but I only drive it when it's necessary. I don't use it to go to a supermarket, stuff like that. I walk, I do a lot of work. So I park uh, uh, on a place and every surrounding, I, I do walking. I only move it when I want to go to an, uh, another part of the country. Uh, yeah, of course, we we, we contributing to environmental pollution, but we can reduce it. We can reduce it by making different decisions. And that's all about the show. Yeah. And I'm very excited about it. Absolutely very excited. I'm excited too, and it's here tomorrow. So you're going to be doing the Mallorca Connection, which we're doing right now. You have the men's panel, which is also tomorrow. Tell us about that. Yes, that's also uh, uh, one of the babies I really love is men's work. As, as I always say, I'm, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm, 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 I'm a human. Secondly, I'm a man. I'm a father. I'm a lover. I'm a grandfather too, actually, yes. So um, I know that men need men to talk. And from my own experience, I always have problems to express myself really deeply you know your friends and you go out for a beer or playing 
round or goal of a soccer match or football game or whatever, but you never ever have this really deep conversation like mostly women do, especially when you men are not so used to talk about their emotions, about their anxieties, their self-stops and so on. So I started this men's work um, some years ago. And then you took Jacqueline offered me this amazing opportunity to start their own show. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is called Wild at Heart after a, uh, an amazing book by, written by John Eldridge, who does a lot for, for men's work. So Wild at Heart is a show for men, by men, about men. Uh, it's every Wednesday at, actually, I just count back, it's 9 p.m. Central European time. So this means it's 3 p.m. East Coast Standard time. Every Wednesday, uh, it's not, I, I'm not alone. We are we are a panel of different men with different background, different ages from different cultures. That's also interesting. So we have this uh, different perspectives and view on different topics, and we talk. We we discuss men's topics. Uh, actually. Uh, yeah, tomorrow we talk we talk about how men want to celebrate birthday we had topics about body care we had topics about how your father influenced our masculinity we also had a little bit other topics like i don't know men and porn or uh, how our sexuality involves when we're getting older and stuff like that so really interesting topics uh, as i said a show for men by men about men wild at heart the show at usa globally with radio every wednesday yay <laughs> and normally you'd be doing your talking heads episode after this, but you'll be back next week, correct? Yes, 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 absolutely. All right. I'm sorry yes. for that, but I need I need a break. But um, next Tuesday I'm back with episode number three. We're going to talk about the golden circle that helps you in your business. Uh, and, and and it's not for, for me, it's from Simon Sinek. And we talk about how you integrate the golden circle from Simon Sinek in your business to help your customers manage change for innovation. That's next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central European time, meaning 3 p.m. East Coast Standard Time. Wonderful, Roland. And while I have you on Spotlight for people listening on one of our radio channels or in the future on a podcast platform, how do people reach out to you and who should contact you? Yeah, who should contact me? Whoever wants to have a conversation with me in a written, in an email form or, in a, or on a WhatsApp, on a Zoom call. It's not about that you have a problem and I call me, I should fix it for you. Yes, for sure we can do this, but uh, I, I love to connect with people. It's all about uh, caring and sharing and connecting uh, like-minded people who want to improve their lives and the lives of others. So if you want to contact me, the best way is, as I say, is I have six, seven or eight websites because of so many topics. Uh, go, I would say go to my main website. It's my name, rolandfriedl.com. I will spell it for you for those who are on, on radio on the podcast. It's R-O-L a-N-D-F-R-I-E-D-L.com, rollandfriedl.com. It's in German and in English. Um, it's both languages. And from there, you can link to when you're more business interested in it, uh, as an entrepreneur or as a managed executive. Or if you can link to my business website. When you're interested in the men's world, you can go to the men's website. And from there, you can also go to the Wireless Life Rocks uh, site, where I coach people who want to have uh, an independent lifestyle, you know, maybe maybe working remotely from their own terrace or from a motorhome or from a beautiful lake or from a Caribbean island, wherever. So that's why I Life Rocks. And from there, you go to the other websites too. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. We wish you safe travels as you head back on the road and look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yes, thank you. Yeah, afterwards, I, I will drive immediately out of the city, just uh, about 10 miles. 
I found an amazing monastery that I want to visit tomorrow. So I want to stay over the night here in very peaceful so I can sleep on cedar stars, no traffic wow. or no, no light pollution. And my cat can go out and stroll around, find a new area. Actually, my cat is just amazing, really. She, she, wherever we are, she's running around freely, always coming back. And, and she really, uh, she, the cat but it's a he he transformed he he was he was a flat cat you know living in a small flat with my girlfriend in vienna for seven or eight or nine years then moving to mallorca for having two amazing years and now traveling with me no absolutely not scared running around and yeah i love how back. your cat comes back every time that's amazing yeah yeah absolutely is your I'm cat right there that you can show us oh she's sleeping Oh, she's sleeping. She's sleeping. Yeah, she's waiting to get out later. Yeah, sometimes uh, she didn't show up in the morning. The reason for that because it was I just was locked in in one of the garage gar garages or the storage of the motorhome. <laughs> yeah, but normally, she, yeah, she always comes back. Yeah, she always comes back. I guess she, she's not. I guess her, she's not strolling around that far. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad she comes back and you seem very happy. So enjoy the rest of your evening there as you are six hours ahead of us here on the East Coast in the United States. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank, Thank you, you, Roland. Thank you. All the best. Looking forward for, for tomorrow. And really, I'm very honored and, and, and I'm very happy to, to work together with you on this amazing show. And I really love what you're doing. And it's all about sharing and caring. And to our audience, if you want to connect with us, connect with us. If you want to be a co-host, whatever, go on the website, usaglobaltv.com. I highly recommend it. To be honest, I was very suspicious in the beginning when my dear friend, John Christian, who is in Mexico, by the way, right now, had a call with him an hour ago, uh, invited me to interview me. I was very suspicious, as I said. I, I don't watch TV. I don't even own a TV set, but I absolutely enjoyed it together with Sean and you, Dr. Jacqueline. And yeah, you never know where the journey is going. So be open, go on the website, book a show and become a member, become a member. Thank you so much. That was over a year ago. Can you believe it? Yes. Yeah. 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 I was still in Mallorca at the time. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, Roland, take care of yourself and see you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye. Just to follow up on what Roland was sharing, we are getting ready for our 2023 programming. I'm actually interviewing people who have been guests on our shows and are interested in being on our platform. If you would like to be on our platform, we have the opportunity for people to come on as co-hosts with me, for people to have their own show, which is a talk show, for people to be expert presenters on our Talking Heads platform, for people to learn how to listen at an elevated level and join our elevated listening team, and also for people to be on a panel show or host their own panel like what Roland does. So please do reach out to me. Go to our website, usaglobaltv.com. Contact us, and I'm happy to speak to you. Maybe you have another idea of what you'd like to do on this platform, or maybe you'd just like us to produce a show for you, and it's not on USA Global TV and radio. We can certainly do that. Maybe you'd like us to create a custom jingle or a personal song for you. I just saw on Facebook someone's getting married, and they were doing a survey about what song should they play at their wedding, and I just suggested why not have a custom song made for you by Songs For You. So there's a lot of things we can do. We create sponsorships, commercials, just reach out and we'll listen to what your business objectives are and then how we might be able to support you 
with them. All right. Thank you so much. That's our last show for today. As I mentioned, Roland is taking the day off from Talking Heads right after this. We'll be back tomorrow with a full day of broadcasting. In the interim, please go over to our YouTube channel, which is USA Global TV and Radio. And you can look through all of our playlists. Every show has a playlist. This show will be in the playlist, The Mallorca Connection, later on tonight. And you can watch our content. We have all different types of topics on across our 29 shows and we have something for everyone i hope except we don't do anything with bad news negative news we don't talk about politics we don't talk about religion we don't talk about sex we don't get into anything controversial thank you again god bless you and we will see you soon 